We are back. We are back. It is Seahawks man to man. This is your boy Christopher Kidd. We just witnessed the Seahawks. Well, not just witnessed, but earlier on Thursday night, the Seahawks took their first round draft pick and they went linebacker. I got Mike Dugar on the phone. Mike, man, what is up? Uh, me. I'm still up. Uh, late into the night you know, because that draft went slow as hell. Uh, but at least they made a pick, Chris. I did not think they would make a pick. Uh, did you think they would make a pick uh, tonight? I'm a little surprised. So the, the answer to your question would be I am a little shocked that they definitely went and picked in the first round because per usual they trade out all the time. That's something they just do. They trade – and they get multiple picks in the second and third round, but not this year, not this draft. They decided to take a pick in the first round, and that pick is Jordan Brooks, Mike. Yeah, I mean, if if you heard the pick uh, Thursday night, you know, and you found out, oh, Seahawks took linebacker Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, and you're like, who? You know, that's fine. That's fine. You weren't alone. I did the same thing, and – I'm not like super draft guy, but I spent a lot of time on it this year, and that name didn't cross my board when I went across when I went into the first round, uh, and didn't really when I went into the second round uh, either. So it was definitely definitely a shock. Um, uh, Jordan Brooks played what, four years at Texas Tech, uh, really productive uh, in, in all of those years. Uh, led the team in tackles three out of those four years. Second team All American uh, as a senior with 108 tackles, 20 tackles for loss as a senior. That's kind of crazy because if you think about it, uh, I think that what he was one of six six dudes uh, in the country. Dude, that, that's pretty impressive to get 20 tackles for loss. So I mean. And there's a lot of speed in the Big 12, uh, too, where he was playing. There's also, you know, I'm not a big fan of Big 12 defenders just because the highlight tapes for <laughs> Big 12 <laughs> offensive players look ridiculous. But Jordan was very productive. Uh, he was a defensive captain. And you're talking about, you know, drafting linebackers, guys to lead your defense. You're going to want guys who are leaders, uh, at least in college or at some level, shoot their frat, high school, you know book club bible study something uh so they got that going from there but man i found that out all after they drafted him chris because i was like who, who the hell is this no you, i'm right there with you as soon as i heard his name i went through my mock and i'm thinking hang on this can't be right i don't even have this guy on my board i go to dame brugler's the beast and i look through type in jordan brooks oh here he is oh okay do a little research on him find out oh this guy He's pretty damn good, but I'm thinking linebacker. Hang on, the Seahawks, don't they have Bobby Wagner? Don't they have K.J. Wright? Okay. Hmm, Cody Barton, Ben Burke-Hervin, Bruce Irvin. Where is he going to fit in? Well, you know what? The Seahawks, as you tweeted out, they know a lot more than we do. We're going to roll with it. And that's what I, I rolled with it. I mean, I just went off the information that I found pretty quickly, and – he is talented. I mean, he led the team in tackles with 108. I mean, that's how the dude clearly has a nose for the football, but he is, it appears going to be a red shirt. I just don't see the impact coming in right away. I know you pretty fond of saying you can all, you can't always have too many linebackers, but maybe at this point, can you have too many linebackers, especially if he's not going to have any impact on the defense immediately? Well, I, 
I, I will say this in terms of how we thought they were both. We, we both thought they would uh, probably trade. John Snyder did say, uh, Seahawks general manager, that they had a trade lined up. They said they had one with Green Bay. Uh, he was like, yo, I, uh, have, I was on the phone with the GM. Then he hit me and was like, yo, we got a better deal. <laughs> and they traded up with Miami, jumped right one pick in front of Seattle, and then took quarterback Jordan Love. Uh, 26 overall kid out of Utah State. So, I mean, they did want to trade. So yeah. there is that. And then they just had no partners left and just took the best available guy on their board. Now, I will say this in Seattle's defense as well. You're probably not going to get a, a ready-to-go impact guy in the pick range from like 24 to 32. You're probably just not. Dude's probably going to be a backup no matter what spot um, you take him. And unless you draft like D-Hop or something like that, and with the 27th overall pick, you're probably going to get a developmental guy regardless. So, I mean, you're always looking towards the future. The, the weird part for me is not just that they have Bobby and KJ. It's that, like, this guy played Mike in, in his senior year, and then – Bobby's extension kicks in this year. It's yeah. like Bobby's on an expiring deal. He's got three years left starting <laughs> uh, this year. Like uh, Bobby's under contract for, with cap hits of four, 14, 7, 17, 1, and 20.3. Like that's some big cap hits uh, going all the way to 2022. And now Bobby probably won't see the end of that deal. But, you know, you get the point. It ain't like Bobby's on decline, just made all pro for the fifth time. Yes. Um, and even if, you know, you're looking to the future at the other linebacker spots, you know, your Sam spot is basically rotational. I doubt they run back the whole base thing last year because that was a mess. Um, and then you're looking at, all right, KJ does have a year left, but even if KJ has a year left, you just drafted Cody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it just, it, it, I told you before we got on, if I had to rank the positions that they needed the least, uh, in the first round of the draft, probably would want quarterback and then middle linebacker. Uh, so th- all of that is why I was so so puzzled here. You know, I, it, did, it doesn't mean the kid won't be good or whatever. We honestly, like, we just admitted we didn't know who the hell he was two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So we're not gonna pretend to be experts, but I don't know if there's anyone out there who can say they were they were not surprised by what happened on Thursday night. Oh yeah, that it was yeah, it was different. It was strange and looking back at the Seahawks draft picks in the first round, it's kind of hit and miss. I mean, I'll start with the most recent, which was LJ Collier, 2019 last season. He hasn't really panned out. Injuries plagued him and he didn't even play for the first few weeks in the NFL. He just wasn't, I guess, good enough. There was a lot of talent ahead of him and he never really got an opportunity. And then you look at two years ago with Rashad Penny. He was the 27th pick in the first round. And he just got rolling last season with 789 yards, five touchdowns, and then he got hurt. And then you go back to, what, 2016? There's your four-year starter right there in Jermaine Effetti, who started off with a lot of challenges, a lot of issues, penalties, that is. He improved each year, but then... As we were talking before we hopped on, he doesn't even sign a better deal with another team to play the same position. He was playing with the Seahawks. Your best pick was from 2012 with Bruce Irvin, who you just brought back because of 
issues in the pass rush because Clowney appears not to be returning to the Seahawks. And now you're left with a big question mark and who you're, who this new linebacker is. And I'm just thinking, dang, is the Seahawks first round drafting skills? Is it that bad or are we tripping? Uh, yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. And I'm going to use two words here. Um, well, no, I'm going to just talk about two themes. The first one is credibility. The reason a lot of Seahawks fans don't have faith in Seattle uh, picking well in the first round is they don't have a lot of credibility. They haven't they haven't like stacked it up over the years. And no one liked Jermaine Fetty. Um, their their running back pick a they picked a running back in the first round and then b that running back wasn't even their starter <laughs> through two years. That's a problem. Um, you know, LJ was inactive a lot of last season. Uh, you know, even Bruce didn't even get to a second contract. People love Bruce. I love Bruce, but like your first round pick, especially at yeah, fifteen overall, like Bruce was, should probably get to a second deal with you 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 would think uh so the credibility just isn't there and so seattle becomes one of those teams who always looks like they're trying to force being the smartest guy in the room and it just hasn't worked there's really no signs that it's going to work so i get it from that point i get the skepticism from there and i'm kind of in that boat as well and that like i don't have much faith in seattle making you know a top pick in the top like let's say 35 so i think that excludes like frank and P. Rich, you know, I just I don't have much much faith there. They it seems like they're trying to outsmart themselves uh, a, a little too much. The other thing is the idea of a reach, and this is a good time to remind people that for as many big boards are there are out there and mocks and stuff like that, that stuff is all put out publicly. It is not nearly as important as what happens behind the scenes and what other teams' boards look like. You know, the first thing I did when I saw Jordan. Brooks come off his name come off the screen I was like wait okay let me go find out if other teams had first round grades on this kid because if they did okay then maybe Seattle has a point there you know because that's where the draft is it's all about value it's all about drafting guys relative to where other teams think he should go right so if other teams had first round grades like all right cool that's great um I did have one source that was pretty plugged in uh, I was like yeah lots of teams had first round grades on this kid he is really good on tape like okay that it makes a little bit more sense. So in terms of reaching or not taking the best player available, all that is relative. Yeah. You know, how, how Dane's board looks or how our guy Reef's uh, consensus board looked or homie Jordan Reed at the draft network, how Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, whoever, however any of their big boards looked, it really doesn't matter as long as, as unless it matches up with other teams. And if, you know, like six other teams that were picking uh, after Seattle – had Jordan's first round talent and we're going to snatch him up and Seattle left him. All right, whatever, take your guy. Um, yeah. But that's where credibility becomes important. You know, do they have that for us to trust it? Uh, not really. Yeah, I would say they are hmm, last four years, first round picks, hmm, 2019, 2018, 16. I would say they're two. I would say that's tough. I'll give him Jermaine, and I'll give him, I'll give him three out of four. And I feel you when you say that if you're drafted first round, fifteenth overall, you gotta get that second contract. Although Bruce Irvin did it, but I'll, I'll be, I'll. It's just so interesting how it all works out. I'm really curious how the rest of this draft plays out. I really am, just because they can still get a defensive end. <laughs> but now I'm wondering. 
are they even going to go after that? Are they going to go O-line next? I mean, these are questions that are going to be answered as we head into the weekend. Uh, yeah, no, they should, they should uh, draft both. Um, and do I got time for one more thing? One more thing for oh, you out here? Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will mention this. That obviously, the trade part following through was pretty interesting. Um, there were two things that, like, Schneider uh, mentioned on the conference call with us uh, after they made the pick. He kind of hinted at, you know, Jordan coming in being, like, a, a professional right away, being ready to go from the jump and not necessarily being, like, I read that as like he wouldn't be one of those guys who was in awe um, of the guys that they had already on the roster. You know, that was an issue in previous years. They would get guys and be like, oh, damn, that's Richard Sherman. Or, oh, damn, that's Bobby Wagner. Yo, mm-hmm. this is tight. When really Schneider's like, okay, cool, like get his autograph and then like take his job. And that really wasn't happening. Uh, there. So if Jordan's coming in, like still with some humility, which it sounds like he, he has, and that knowledge of like, yo, I'm coming here for a job, homie, is is you know no love lost. Like that's pretty, that'll be important, like to watch. And you know, Snyder kind of when we were prodding Pete and John, like, yo, man, where's this guy gonna play? You got linebackers already. <laughs> they basically Pete was just like, look, guys, chill out. And Snyder was like, look, he's fast and he hits people we need that. It don't really matter what position. And you know what? As skeptical as in with a pick, I feel you. Because in all three of their division losses last year, they looked slow. Mm-hmm. Real, real slow. I mean, in both Ram games, they looked slow. They just got lucky a little bit with a missed kick and Tedra catching the ball with his toenails. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do feel them on that. Even if I'm skeptical, those two elements, I'm glad to hear it might be the case. Don't come in here like, you know, wanting Bobby's autograph and Cage's autograph on day one and come in here and be fast and hit people like that. There's always value in guys who could do that. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I want to put you on the spot. I want you to give the Seahawks a grade, A through F, on their first round pick from the 2020 NFL draft, Mike. What you got? Oh, boy. Dang, man. That's... Ah, uh, you know I hate being the gr- the grade guy. I don't know. I'll see. I'll I'll, I'll go with a C. I'll go with a C. I'll, I'll plant myself right in the middle, um, just because the guy was the guy was really productive, um, and their past history doesn't mean he can't be be good. But I just can't be higher on it, just because I I thought personally, damn, with Mel or Todd or Dane or even anybody, I thought personally there were other areas they needed to address and there were players out there with the value that they that they could have had at 27 if they were going to stay at the pick there were some other guys like yo go get this dude you know especially at pass rush i don't know if i could have gone anywhere other than pass rush to be to be quite honest with 27 so uh we'll we'll see there's still some guys on the on the board but i'll i'll, I'll plan myself right in the middle i want to be too too critical just yet I got to dig into the kid's like background a little bit more. No, I completely understand that. Great answer. Thank you for being put on the spot and coming out with that. Appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners will as well. I think a C is definitely fair. That's I was actually I put down I said D just because I did not feel linebacker was a pressing issue. But when Schneider mentioned, "Hey, we look slow and we need some speed." I think, "Okay, I understand." So it from where I'm, I guess, from my standpoint, a D is passing, right, Mike? Uh, ooh, not 
not in college, was it? I'm, I'm not sure. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But no, it's, I, I'm, I'm with you guys who are a little skeptical. I, I, I feel you. I, I am too. Not necessarily because the kid is a bad player. I honestly, I'm not going to talk like I know that. It's just I don't trust Seattle, and they had other stuff that they could have used to get to get better. Because, I mean, even if you put him on the field now, that probably means taking off like KJ or Bobby, which I don't think is a net positive. So, you know, unless this dude's going to play nickel, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how much this makes the team better in 2020. All right. Well, there it is. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to this draft recap of the Seahawks' first round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. We will come back live with more news and content. I think on Monday we'll have a new show for you guys. But other than that, Mike, is there anything you want to add before we shake, man? Uh, nope, nope. Just check back in Monday. We will have a, a, a new show recapping the whole draft. There it is. It's been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man, powered by The Athletic. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. Mike, holler at him one time. You guys know where to find me. I'm, I got the blue check, man, at Mike Dugar. All right, we out. Shows you a couple of things and they ain't finished